to another brand new CornerCast podcast. This one is going to be much different than all the rest. You might notice some audio differences. You might notice some topic differences because, well, it's from, I believe, 2014, 13, 14, whenever Spider-Man came out. Spider-Man 2 came out. Um, so this is one of our lost episodes. Um, this was at a point where... We were trying to figure out what to do with the website, and um, I stopped doing the fanboy factor. All this drama ensued, and I started doing my own podcast. The problem with that is the fact that I didn't know how to edit anything at that point. I was barely keeping my head above water with everything else going on, so that was a much different point in my life. Um, So I sat down with a friend of mine who I met at my old job, John Carlo, and he had a very similar situation as me. Um, so we talk about a lot. We talk about life. We talk about divorce. We talk about dating. Um, but the nice thing was meeting him at that point in my life, I had somebody that was a little bit ahead of the curve who was about a year or two ahead of me, I think, as far as all that blowing up happening. Um, so it was really nice to have him as a friend. In fact, we're going out the dinner next week uh we catch up from time to time even though we don't work together anymore and so we just talked and he loved comic books so that was kind of one of the things i was i was sitting in my office and i think i was bundling strings for necklaces and he noticed i was watching a movie because i had my own office and he noticed i was watching a movie on my ipad and we start talking about comics and things like that i think and um so we became friends. It was really nice. Um, and so I we actually recorded this in his classroom. So I brought all this recording equipment. We went into his class. This was when he was a classroom teacher um, after he left the museum. And we sat in his classroom with, I think I brought Starbucks. And we just talked about everything. So it's a really fun conversation. Um it's definitely going to be dated as far as the movie references because this is before Spider-Man was even a gleam in Kevin Feige's eye to throw into Civil War. Um, Andrew Garfield was still Spider-Man. Nobody knew what was going to happen with Jamie Foxx's Electro. It was just a much different time. So we talked about a lot of pop culture stuff. We talked about teaching. We talked about bringing comic books in and our passion for comic books into the classroom and how that for better or worse connects us to the kids a little bit more or grounds us. Um, and it was, it was much different for me. It was much different just because I wasn't good at guiding a conversation yet. Um, and so it was, you're going to see a difference in the podcast that we've been doing and this one, but it's one I've always wanted to get out and it just keeps ending up, um, in a file and, in restructuring the computer, I found it the other day and I just thought it would be really good to finally put it out. Um, and then maybe do a modern one with him at some point, uh, just to kind of catch up with him and talk more about all the comic books and geek stuff. So now that you've made it through this actually short intro, um, uh, make sure to check out all of our videos on Facebook of the unboxings of all the new Hasbro stuff. So thank you to Hasbro for all those fun free toys. We're going to have more giveaways coming up um, in the next couple months, hopefully. 
um, working on putting together little mystery boxes of various things that we've reviewed and don't want um, because they don't fit into the scope of what I actually collect. Um, but we had a lot of blast reviewing them. So we're going to pass those fun things on to our readers and listeners. Uh, also, please make sure that you visit Mike's comics and stuff. You'll see a link to his store in the text of this podcast and let him know that we sent you over. Um, and yeah, remember to like, comment, subscribe on Stitcher, on Google Play, and on iTunes. And remember to follow us on Instagram, mostly on Instagram and Facebook. That's where we post most of our stuff. And then all that other stuff gets pushed through to Twitter. But make sure you follow us on all the platforms because in the next few months, there's a lot going on with San Diego and the podcast and our giveaways. So make sure you don't miss anything and share it out uh, as much as you can. So thank you. Enjoy the podcast with me and John Carlo from five or six years ago. podcast how you doing good how you doing not bad this is your first podcast huh yes it is yeah we got i surprised you with all the recording equipment it wasn't just my cell phone <laughs> um with me this week is my friend john john carlo uh we've worked together for about a year at a museum now you're a teacher and uh the highlight of having somebody not only another male at my day job at a museum was having somebody um was having somebody else i can talk to about comics so that was always a nice thing. So how's teaching going? I have 14 and a half days left. Not that I'm counting. <laughs> it's not like I have a paper with a calendar that I'm scratching days off. By the time you guys hear this, too, this, he will be done, I think, by the time this airs. so Fantastic. Yeah. Are you ready for summer? Oh, I am so ready for summer. Got a nice vacation planned. Where are you going? Italy. Oh, that's right. You're saying, yeah. Yes gonna go take my kids to italy for the first time take my girlfriend to italy for the first time so have you been i used to spend my summers over there what's that i i've never traveled abroad i mean i travel all over country i've mm -hmm. been coast to coast whatever what's it like you know because i had done it so often from such a young age that it's it was to me it was the same as traveling to florida or, or california um and because even the language i was able to speak the language at a young age so mm -hmm. everything seemed natural uh, but the one time I went with other people that had never been before, it was like when a kid walks into a circus for the first time. It's just like overload. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's both exciting and scary at the same time because you see pictures, you see the movies. And but then at the same time, they have no idea what to do, where to go. They're afraid to speak to anybody, even though most of the people would be able to help them with a little right. bit of English. Yeah. So how long are you going? Just about two weeks. It's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. I figured, you know, my girlfriend gets a little bit of time off from work. My kids will be in summer camp and I can sit back, relax. Maybe I'll find a part-time job for the summer. So instead of so instead of doing something like a Comic-Con, you're going to Italy. For this year. I Did still have a goal of getting to San Diego. What, um, what do you, what, what, I always like to wonder, I always like to know what people's perception of it is that haven't gone. Like, what do you think? you'll get out of it because i know you've been to new york comic-con yeah. 
and last year we went on the same day yes and you were in and out faster than i was and yeah. i was ready to i was ready to knock out a fanboy because i just could like i went for fun i went for sightseeing and mm -hmm. to go shopping with my girlfriend and kind of hang out and i was like oh we'll meet up and we'll hang out and by the time that i had gotten in you're like we're done we're going to times square yeah so what <laughs> what do you think like what do you think you want to do at san diego and, and how do you think that's going to be different i think san diego I, this is the second time we did New York last year. We uh -huh. had gone, my girlfriend and I had gone two years before. And last year we also went with other people, so I think they were also feeling a little overwhelmed. Yeah. Um, but I think what we realized if, is San Diego. It's 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 basically has to become a week-long vacation. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's you know, we could go to New York for the day and do the one-day show. I mean, ideally we'd love to do two days at New York. But um, I th from what I have seen and read about San Diego, there is – so there's too much to do and, and you really have to week. prioritize yeah. what you're doing yeah exactly what and would you what would be your goal like so you're going to san diego let's say it's a movie it's a big movie year let's say it's a mar let, let's say 2016 okay. so it's cap and superman mm -hmm. what would be your what do you want to see if you go to a show like that oh. well certainly certainly loving having really in, having loved captain america uh, uh, first Avenger, and having really enjoyed Winter Soldier, I would like to see more about what they're going to be doing with Cap 3. But Superman and Batman are the characters that I have loved more than any others since I, I was know, a I'm kid. looking at a Superman poster behind your head, yeah. so yeah. Um, then I, I, I would love to be able to sit in on any panels that have to do with the, not just the movie, but the characters. Yeah, I mean, I'm loving everything about this year being 75th anniversary of Batman. Now, are you still reading books? I'm just curious. Like, are you still into? You know, I have lately because things have been amping up so much with work. Mm -hmm. um, I haven't been able to devote as much time to books, so I'm hoping that's one thing I'll be able to actually get caught up on over the summer. What What have you left off? Like, what do you remember? Uh, I w the farthest I got was with uh, Batman and um, the Zero Year that Greg Capullo and, and uh, Scott Snyder started writing mm -hmm. because. Um, that's hands down my favorite book out of the DC 52 relaunch. Okay. But I also think it's one of the best books on the market. At least, you know, again, from what I no, have No, no, yeah, at. yeah, um, I love the direction they've taken the character. I love the writing. Um, you know, Capullo's artwork is... Well, they did all the new figures on them, too. Yes. Like, those just came out this week. And yes, yeah. I think we've, we've got reviews coming up from some one of our writers. I think JQ's doing... So, uh, yeah, I wanted to pick them up, but I couldn't find a full set. And I don't know if I'm down for chasing those just yet, but they yeah, look I really good. I can see the twinkle in your eye. I think you might. Yeah, I, 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 I'm hoping DC might come through and send a few over mm -hmm. for review. But I, I, I'm always hopeful of that. But I don't know. It's, it, it's a trick because I'm trying to balance like what I'm collecting at the moment. Mm. So yeah, those are twenty four ninety five. Or more, God, so the days of eight dollar action figures. And DC collectibles was never eight dollar action <laughs> figures. They were always twenty to forty. Like they were always in that bigger range. Yeah. But look, but looking at that line, it's there's four figures. It's Batman, Riddler, Talon, and Nightwing. The Batman's really cool. It's not different enough from the other ones. The Riddler's pretty nice as well, but again, not that different from the Hush. You know, mm -hmm. with the suit and the and the bowler hat, the Nightwing's newer. Um, Talon's a brand new character, right. but 
you're looking at about a hundred bucks. Yeah. And that's a good chunk of change for well sculpted, but not well or not that I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But looking at just looking at the pictures online, they don't look as articulated. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if I'm willing like I, I'm going all in on the Arkham line. Like I, I've gotten everything. Well, that's I've an amazing every, line. Yeah. And so I've gotten most everybody. I think I I have a Mr. Freeze picked out somewhere at two different stores mm-hmm. that I'm just kind of playing with waiting to get them. I still need Solomon Grundy, and then when Clayface comes out in the fall, you know, I'll have him. But then by that time, the new Arkham Knight will be out. Right. Yeah. Which I am actually really looking forward to. Do you to. play games? Yes. Um, again, since since starting here, my game playing has... Well, teaching completely. <laughs> like, I remember my days of teaching where I would come home, and I wrote this on my work blog, my day, my day job blog, where it's like, you know, my first week of teaching... I came home and literally like beer and tears. Like mm-hmm. I just did not want to go back. Yeah. Like I just, it was horrible. And, um, it's, it's a hard, it takes a lot out of you it and does. like to want to do anything else. And I mean, you've got kids, so you've got kids and you're teaching and this is a new, newer school for you. Cause this is your first year. This yeah. is my first year yeah. here, here in an inner city school. No. Right. So it's, so it, it's it is emotionally and physically exhausting yeah but your classroom's pretty nice i mean compared to my first crumbling yeah it was um of course i didn't shut off my phone um my crumbling brick walls and mice running yeah, everywhere and post, yeah yeah um but yeah no you look like you, well you're coming out okay like well i will out say you're okay one you know I, I, I mean you've seen my facebook posts with the stories I know we really have to do something with those. Like I those think somebody else commented today. I don't know if you saw that, but they said no. I didn't see today's because I, I put another one up from today. Literally, as soon as she said made the comment. Well, I, I saw the one you right put up, it. but I didn't see the comment about yeah. And so uh, another person that she uh, she's a retired paraprofessional. I worked at in my other teaching job, and she said, "Have you ever thought about turning this into a comic strip?" And I said, "No." Yeah. A friend of mine actually mentioned the same thing. Yeah. And it would be hysterical because my girlfriend would always say, oh, you know, she would have different ideas about, you know, uh, um, like a single divorce, single dad or, or you know, a, a guy and his dog. And all of those things you know, make perfect. Yeah, shows. exactly. Yeah. So uh, and there's certainly no shortage of material coming from the classroom. No. And like I was just trying to think of all the ones that you've posted this year. And like I. <laughs> Some of them have been genuinely funny, and some of them are like, "Yeah, no, that's really just sad." Yeah, like, it's just real. They're, they're, yeah. it, it's it's an interesting thing to just kind of see kids react differently and what your expectations mm-hmm. are, and, and moving into a school like this, I can't it even is. imagine. It's um, I could never go back. Like I just couldn't. The like I'm just looking around at all the papers, piles of papers you have everywhere, and I'm like, no, I'm good. Mm-hmm. I have a big case right here full of papers that have to be graded and grades close in about two weeks. Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm really, like, I, there's no way. Like, I just remember those days of, because I taught for, like, four or five years in inner city in New Haven. And, <coughs> yeah, no. It's I, hard. I, yeah, it is. It's a lot of hard work, and mm-hmm. it's a lot of, like, you really have to be 100% invested. And I watch my girlfriend. She's a teacher. And I watch her, too, grade. And I'm like... Yeah, no, I, I just, I really can't even, I can't even imagine, I like teaching, I really do, because my day job, I get to teach, but I get to leave the kids at the end of the day, you know, I get to leave. Yeah. So what do you, what's, what's it, how's it different for you? 
You know, I think it's the same thing, like you just said. I, I love teaching. I, um, my mom was a teacher. My brother was a teacher. I never thought about going into teaching until I was older. But I was always doing it in some way, shape, or form. Co- mm-hmm. You know, whether it was uh, uh, assisting teachers in high school because I seemed to get the material faster. Yep. Or teaching full-time at a martial arts school, which I still do on occasion. So I always seemed to do it. Um, so after I was laid off from my last teaching job, you know, I was working part-time for a while. And when I s- had the chance to go back into teaching, I really was hesitant about it because even then part of me just didn't feel like it, I fit into the classroom. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, you know, maybe it's the environment. Maybe I'm older now, more mature. I know more, so on. So I said, all right, I'll just give it a shot. I'll, I'll do my best and what have you. And what I've come to find out is, is exactly like you said. You have to be passionate. You have to be willing and able to invest a lot of yourself more than pretty much any other job, say for maybe law enforcement or the military. Yeah, you do. You know? Yeah. Um, a lot of these kids, especially in an area like this, as I'm sure you know, uh, um, don't have any type of parental figure mm-hmm. in their life. And so oftentimes the teachers become their parental figures right and you fill that role or give them a role model to kind of look up to and Mm -hmm. it's it that wears on you exactly there's there's days where i remember wanting to my first year like i really just bonded really well with a couple kids that a couple boys that couldn't read brought in comic books they started reading they were like my you know and i got them presents when they graduated like they graduated eighth grade Mm mm-hmm I got them presents. I had, you know, 60 kids and I got presents for three of them because they just like, I just wanted to be able to help them in some way. And it's like, it's draining. It's just so draining taking them in. Because then you wonder just how much of what you're doing is making a difference. How much is going to stick to Yes. It's not just making a difference. It's like how much of the time that you invest really, um, Sticks with them. Yeah. And how much of it is just kind of like, oh, yeah, I had a teacher in middle school that like comic books and right. that's exactly. the only thing I'm going to remember. Yeah, I like had the Superman poster and the Batman poster and the Iron but Man. But don't remember anything else. Not even – and I'm not talking I – I really doubt – you know, I, I think college is where you really find your subjects. Yes. You may find your likes and this and that. But the stuff that they teach, especially with all the changes that they're making to all the education things – I don't know how much of it really sticks and how much of it is just to prove that the government can do mm-hmm. a job. So I, I, I was more interested in helping them think in a different way. Yeah. And I think that was really an important piece for me. Mm-hmm. Like if I could, like there were times where I sent kids home crying, not because they were like, <laughs> how do I say that right? <laughs> Um, it wasn't that they were, I didn't yell at them. I didn't do anything, but I show them a movie clip or a movie or something Mm -hmm. like this. And it, it was either, I mean, we're not talking, you know, hard R rated movies. We're talking, you know, like Forrest Gump type movies and stuff like that where it's an emotional impact Mm -hmm. and they go home and they're really upset and they're really bothered either by the injustice somebody faces or the violence somebody's facing and really being put outside their comfort zone yeah and being able to take somebody whose perspective you know we're talking about 
I worked in an inner city school where half of the half of the class were um, black and Hispanic, mm-hmm. and the other half of the class was white or Jewish. Mm-hmm. Like there was this very very clear four groups that I was dealing with. Yeah, and you know, the the white kids had this like perspective on things where everything's fine yeah and to expose them to that thing and let them see what the other side of their classroom is dealing with sometimes was eye-opening for them and interesting for me and really made me feel good because even if it was for a minute they considered it and it 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 had those and it was those moments that kept me teaching Mm -hmm. it was my idiot principle that made me stop like and i I understand yeah yeah i understand it's like the administration just constantly just did not support the teachers mm-hmm. they consistently wanted their public image mm-hmm. to be good and they did you can take this forever whatever you want to say they did whatever they could to make their public um you know public appearance good yes. even if it was wrong they still yeah so it's it's a tough line to walk so when it came time for me to decide whether or not i was going to stay i stopped and i I give you credit for going back because we we've been up for jobs at the same time. Like we've applied to things at the same time because yes. we're in the same field and we've gone for them and you've gone farther for some and I've gone farther for some. And every time you're like, there's classroom positions. I'm like, yeah, no, like I just couldn't. So I give you a lot of credit because I couldn't do it. I just, I couldn't take, I couldn't take it. I really it, couldn't. It really has been hard. I mean, I'm lucky that I have some of the people I work with are great. Um, my girlfriend's been amazing, mm-hmm. you know, helping out at home. Um, it has been difficult and I'm not going to lie where, and I, I can say I'm not the only one either, where I sit here on a regular basis questioning, not just my choice now, but as far as, you know, I'll be 37 this year. What am I going to do? If I, if I do, if I finally decide this is not for me, which I'm very close to deciding, then it's a matter of, okay, what do I want to be when I grow up? You know what? It's really refreshing to hear somebody else say that because I think that uh, I I used to think there was something wrong with me. Mm, I did. I really did because it's like I'm divorced. I'm working in a part-time job. I don't have any kind of career. I don't Mm -hmm. really know what I'm meant to do. There's got to be something wrong. So it's nice to hear somebody else say that, that I always think like you seem more like you've got it together than I have. So it's really funny to see that other side of it and to see somebody else have the same kind of doubt Mm -hmm. and outside my perspective because i hang out with the same people all the time everything's normal so to see somebody outside that circle kind of think that so what if if teaching isn't for you what would you want to do you know and that's just it i think part of it is going back and thinking about the things that made me happy in the first place when i was and i just heard this recently on some other podcast or radio show is you have to go back sometimes to as young as four or five years old even and say you know what what did you dream about doing what made you happy Mm -hmm. you know was it uh uh, something you know were you one of those kids that wanted to be an astronaut uh was it science did you absolutely love science did you love sports did you you know whatever it was again in my case it's pretty simple i love art i love illustration i love comic books you know and i love certain some sports but I also learned over the years that I also do love working and, and teaching people to some degree. So I think what I want to do, I'm not even sure if there is a specific job for what I want to do. It may be one of those things where either A, I have to create 
a job yep. or several jobs. Yeah, I have done that. Or it may have to be where one of them becomes my main job mm-hmm. and in a field that I can sustain. Right. And then the others are things that I can do on the side, you know, like my passion for comics like right. you and the website, you know, well, that I, you can build up. I think the, the hardest part about it is, and I've got it easier than you do because you have a girlfriend um, who has kids mm-hmm. and you have kids and you have a house mm-hmm. and you have like these you have a big overhead yeah. that you have <coughs> to provide for oh yeah so one of the things i learned and one of the biggest things is i listen to um a bunch of podcasts i do i mean that's what i want i yeah. drive for work so Same if i'm thing. going to an outreach i'm driving an hour you know one way an hour back put it on podcasts that's what i listen to instead of music and the dj's just just drone on and on and i listen to Adam Carolla, and he's heavily opinionated, and he goes on and on, and he rants, and and there's a lot of things I don't agree with what he says, but one of the things he does say is that if you really want to do something, you're going to spend a really long time doing it for free because you have to put in the work to make yourself better. You um, You have to show people that you're capable of doing the work, and you've got the motor in you to do it and if you're good at it and you're reliable and you're pleasant to deal with if you're good at what you do and you can deliver for them they'll come to you but that's not something that happens right away yep so it i don't have any of the overhead that you do like i can work a part-time job and and do all this stuff for free hopefully it'll pay off someday but i can't like that that would scare me like having to figure that out mm-hmm. with all the stuff that you have. So it's it's a tough spot to be in. It's like, do you stay here and drone on and on and yeah. and really put yourself through a lot mentally? Mm-hmm. Or do you just chuck it and go? And I I was in, uh, not, not as much, but I had a house and I had a wife and we were gonna have kids and we had all this stuff and I was gonna have to, you know, I, w- I didn't even have the option without kids to chuck it and Cause that's when it fell apart for me. Yeah. It's like, I came home one day and I was like, you know what? I'm throwing myself hundred percent in. It's going to take about a year, but we can monetize the site and we can make some money off it and blah, blah, blah. And then a week later it's like, yeah, I'm done. I'm out. And mm. like, you know, I can't help but think that some of that was like part of all the decisions. And there's a lot of things that I still think about, but it's, it's hard because you do have to put up so much yeah. for nothing. Like mm-hmm. as an artist, you have to prove that you're an artist and do these jobs yes. like oh and by the way for all of you that absolutely love the logo john here is the one that designed the logo for the podcast which was i think one of my favorite I, you did and it made every time i put it up there because i have to add it to everyone i'm like this came out really good i'm really happy with it. so <laughs> make sure you. you take a look at the logo so i mean you have to do those kind of things where yes. you maybe do some stuff on the side mm-hmm. for friends to like show what you can do and kind of really promote what you can do. And yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and that's just it. And I think the challenge has been, especially now that I'm working full time is one thing working even two part time jobs, which is what I was doing at the museum. Um, still, three. there was enough space uh, that I could do a lot more of these, you know, these little side jobs. But now, again, as you know, with teaching, I mean, you're not only putting in your hours at the school, but you're putting in 
another 50 to 100% of those hours outside of the school, right. preparing lessons and looking for material. And Especially in and your stuff. first year yeah, when exactly. you've got to create everything on the fly. Right, because I don't have a curriculum, so everything right. is, is, is from scratch. Which supposedly you'll have at the end of June because I'm going to a conference on <laughs> your curriculum. Yeah, I'm actually working on something. Yeah. So, so, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and it's funny because I, have, I did just finish two jobs, um, one of which was for a longtime friend of mine that I did for free, and the other one was a quick job that uh, actually I did get paid for. Uh, one was a logo. The other one was uh, inking a, uh, a quick cover for a, an e-book he put out. But even but both of them, it's like, you know, I look at the time from when I first said I was going to start doing it to the time I finished it, and it took far longer to actually complete it than it did as far as the actual work was involved. Right. Because I would work on it for a little while, and then life. Right. And, yeah. And, and next thing you know, it's like, oh, yeah, it's been two weeks. I haven't even touched it. Yeah, it you is. Know. It's it, it gets it, tricky. And, and it's it's a it's a it's a tough balancing act. So one of the things I, I will be evaluating over the summer is what can I do to put myself in a better position so that it doesn't keep happening like that. Because I think in a case like with art or il digital illustration, graphic design, being able to get the goods to the customers is when they want it, it. Yeah. that's that's the difference between you know, me getting the job and somebody else getting the job. Is it is it harder for you to get back into it if you take a break? Like, is easier, like, if you're doing, like, three things, like, as an artist, if you're doing, like, three or four things and you knock them out in a row, then doing half of one and then coming back a week later and doing another half, is it time for you to get acclimated or have you gotten to the point where it's easier for you to switch it on and off? You know, actually, sometimes taking that little break helps even more because in that time frame, it's it's... You know how when sometimes you have the you have the best ideas when mm -hmm. you're taking a shower or whatever when you're not thinking about the right. thing they just kind of pop exactly yeah. and that's kind of the same thing especially with art because being so visual you, you know I may be covering something in uh, in class for example or I'm reading something online and an image pops up into my head and I said that's what I want for this project that I'm working on mm -hmm. you know like this logo design uh, was for a martial arts school and I had an idea and, and he had liked it. I said, well, it's not quite working for me just yet. So, you know, I took the one piece that he liked. And I said, let me, let me see what else I can do with it. And I honestly did not touch it for a couple of weeks. And then he had messaged me and asked me, so, you know, how's it coming along? I said, well, I'll have something for you in the next day or two. And of course, panic mode set in because right. I hadn't touched it. But then literally when I looked at it again, the instant, almost instantaneously, the idea popped into my head I got out my sketchbook and I drew five different designs within a minute. Mm -hmm. I sketched them out, and once you know, that was exactly what he was looking for. Well, there you go. So sometimes that break gives my brain a chance to really get those juices flowing again. Yeah. Because I, again, with everything else, because if I'm putting energy into that, I'm leaving something else behind. Right. And unfortunately, when it comes to responsibilities, yeah. that's even if I'm not doing it. It's all right there on my head, weighing yeah. on me. Yeah. So. Yeah, I can't even. Yeah, no. <laughs> Every time I think about <laughs> it, I'm just like, yeah, no. Like that's just like my general response. You want to teach again? No. Yeah. No. I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. It's just too much. Yeah. Too much other things. Yeah. <sighs> you know, I will say this though. I think that's the one thing I do like about the teaching is the relationships you can make with the kids, the connections you can make with the kids. Yeah. Especially. I think it throws off kids 
when they first realize that teachers can actually be comic book geeks. And they yeah. come into my room, and the first thing they see is a Superman poster. And then on another wall, they see a, you know, an Alex Ross Batman poster. Yeah. And then another wall, they see an Iron Man poster. They don't expect it. They no. expect stuffy history. Exactly. Here's a map. Here's a bunch of dates. Here you go. Yeah. Like, there's no fun. Yeah, I remember I did that when I was teaching. I got to teach a um, language arts class, too. Because, mm-hmm. you know, right, I'm social studies. Right, exactly. So we I'm could do everything. So I'm to teach language arts. Yeah, yeah of course. Um, so I was allowed to kind of come up with my... One of the other teachers came up with the idea, and then I had all the material for it, so I got to just do it. And I did a, like, two-month or maybe not two-month, maybe three-week, but I turned it into two months because it was over Christmas and, like, Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. It took that long to kind of get to it. It was a creative writing unit on creating your own superhero. Oh, I remember So I was able to turn my entire room Mm-hmm. into a giant comic book store where there were posters everywhere, there's toys everywhere, there's everything everywhere, and the kids walked in that day. Yeah. And they were like, whole, like they had no idea what to even, like they knew I like, because I had toys and I had everything on my desk and everywhere, but they had no clue yeah. what I was <laughs> capable of. You know, and that's the one thing that I try to do with them too. I mean, y- you can see right now I have a, a, a Hulk tie-on, and um, yeah, I don't know if, you've ever caught on before but friday superhero tie day i have a superman tie i have a batman tie and i have a hulk tie i i'm having a hard time tracking down some other ones because i've had the superman and batman one for probably about 15 years or Mm -hmm. more um students will argue with each other and with me as to which tie i need to wear i have students who won't talk to me if i'm wearing my superman tie (laughs) and others who won't talk to me if i wear batman and the hulk is seems to be pretty neutral ground Mm -hmm. you know so there's a really big superman batman issue going on so right there, I mean, the first time I wore that tie, kids were flipping out. Teachers were saying, oh, my God, I love that tie. Parents who come walking in, they laugh and they point yeah. and they, they say, that's awesome. You know, so when I, I realized that, all right, as silly as it may seem, that's one way for me to get these kids to kind of, yeah, you know, work with me a little bit more. Well, my last year teaching, or my last couple of years, I think my last two years, um, the kids were like, you don't really wear the same tie more than once and i was like yeah i really don't do i so we we decided to figure it out Hmm. how long it would take me to double up on a tie and i was able to go to february (laughs) without doubling so from september to february i had a different tie for every day holy moly (laughs) i have an entire (laughs) yeah i know i have that many yeah. All right. I don't have that many times. No, and like there would be there would be like a superhero week. Oh, okay. In yeah. December for Christmas, mm-hmm. I'd have a different Christmas tie for every day of December that we taught. That's awesome. So like, and the only time I wouldn't wear a tie would be dressed. You know, Friday was dressed down. Right. Day, so I'd wear like a hoodie or whatever. But, um, but yeah, for the most part, I was able to pull off my last few years teaching, where I did not wear the same tie twice. So there's somewhere in my house where it's like I got a Valentine's Day tie and I got a couple Thanksgiving ties. I've got Halloween ties. I've got like superhero, like a s- lot of different superhero ties, like <coughs> subjects that I don't cover. Like I have a periodic table of elements. Oh, really? Like I've got the most random things. I've got Star Trek tie, like everything. And you know, it's funny because there was one holiday. Oh, it's Valentine's. I have a Looney Tunes Valentine's yeah, Day. Yeah, so do I have, I have a Tasmanian Devil one. And wouldn't you believe that I got in trouble with the kids for wearing that tie? Because this year, Valentine's fell on a Friday. And 
they said, why are you wearing that tie? Mm-hmm. Where's your Superman tie? Or some people, where's your Batman yeah. tie? Well, it's a Valentine's Day tie. Yeah, but where's your Superman or your Batman tie? They, I- I- if I don't wear it, I know I'm going to get lynched by some of these kids. <laughs> so I would rather create some sort of, you know, east side, west side thing, go yeah. with the Superman versus Batman, than, than not wear it at all. Well, that's good. That's yeah. fun. And, uh, and it's funny because then I, I've one, I did this once before, but I've, and I wasn't sure how I was going to go over with these kids, but it went over better than I thought, um, was bringing the superheroes into the classroom. What do you mean? Um, when I started covering Greek mythology, mm-hmm. and some of the kids knew some of the characters. You know, they had seen the Disney Hercules. Right. A few kids had actually read some stories about mm-hmm. them, and they've heard of Zeus. You know, the main. We we'll know gods. all about it when the Rock is Hercules this year. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Next year it'll be easier for you. Yeah. Um, but there were a lot of kids that had no idea whatsoever about any kind of Greek mm-hmm. myth. Um, or even the, the gods themselves. So I actually made connections between some of the comic book characters and I've been doing that for years. Yeah. And my like, well, college teachers before. hated me. Right. But for them, I mean to see them like, oh I mean the, the excitement in their eyes. Mm-hmm. And right now the uh, ELA teacher is covering the lightning thief, so she's kind of like piggybacking. Mm-hmm. We didn't know this was gonna happen at the time. And she's just started talking about the hero's journey. And so, actually, I'm going to be covering the hero's journey. We're probably going to end up wrapping the year with with uh, Star Wars. Oh, nice! The kids don't know this yet. Oh, that's good. That's exciting. How yeah. are you going to do that with? What are you going to do? Well, right now I'm covering the Middle Ages. So if I c- I can pull in some of the old, you know, King Arthur, mm-hmm. the Knights of the Round Table stories, a- and basically illustrate, you know, the entire hero's journey with this example, we can cover a couple of more contemporary examples that the kids would be familiar with. And then finish it up with Star Wars. Okay, so since you brought up Star Wars, because really, we r- I really don't prepare. You can, you can uh, like, you cannot believe me, but I really just walked in with mics and said, okay, we're just gonna bullshit for uh, for an hour. <laughs> so, <coughs> Star Wars, Episode Seven. Yeah. Are they gonna pull it off? The movie will be made if that's what you mean. No, by that's pull it not off. what I said. Because <laughs> they you know, pulled off Episode yeah. One. God. I still want. I heard that. Um, I heard it will never be seen by the public, but um, you know who Topher Grace is, I assume. Yes. So Topher Grace, that '70s show. Mm-hmm. Why they cast him as Eddie Brock in Spider-Man Three? I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, I'm not um, sure either. So Topher Grace um, decided that he wanted to learn more about editing and filmmaking. So he got all this really high-tech editing gear. Mm-hmm. And took episode one, two, and three and edited out all the crap. And I know there's one online, but it's not his. It's not his. Oh, okay. It's not his. There's, there's one where they edited out a bunch of stuff or they re- They took out all the Jar Jar They took, yeah, but no, no, no. And there's even. No, he re-edited those three down into like, I know I'm going to get it wrong. So everybody that's listening, you know, all like five of you that are listening, um, I know I'm going to get it wrong, but I think he edited it down to like a single film where it's like a two and a half or three hour yeah, movie yeah. where he took those six hours and condensed it and made it into like this epic thing mm-hmm. where it was like the progression of Anakin and everything else, all the Trade Federation, all the Senate crap, all the Jar Jar stuff, just completely cut it and recut it. So it's just Anakin's journey into darkness. Oh, wow. And it was, I heard it was incredible, but because 
is technically a fan fiction kind of thing. He can't release it, mm-hmm. but I've heard the people that have s- I've I've heard f- people talk about it um, through podcasts and stuff on how incredible. And he, they said it was really well done. And he'd like to take stuff like The Godfather and do that kind of thing. Like so, he likes to take the movies yeah. and kind of cut them together. So whatever, but actually, it's pretty easy. If you just take out Godfather Three, you'll be fine. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't see that till late though. That was one of the movies I saw like much, much, much later. Yeah. Like, and I no, like all three. Like I watched all three oh, back yeah. to back to back. And I'm like, wow, this is really crap. Anyway, um, so Star Wars. Yeah, I don't really like. So everybody out there, if you don't want to hear anything that's on the internet, then you shouldn't be on the website. But, um. I've heard a rumor that because Harrison Ford wants to do another Indiana Jones, God knows why. And a possible Blade Runner sequel. There's talks about that, too. Yeah, I don't... uh, He can't be that hard up for money. No, he's not. I I really can't. Anyway, um, I heard that he is going to be the Obi-Wan character archetype for... Episode seven, mm-hmm. and he's going to inspire or lead all the kids, mm-hmm. the younger crew yeah. in this to through an adventure that will end in his death, mm. and spark their journey through the next couple movies. So he'll only be part of this next one and okay. not subsequent ones unless he comes back as it goes, like Alex Guinness did, right, right, in in episode uh, five and six, right. But I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about them. I don't know if they can ever. It's kind of like the Christopher Reeve thing where it's like yeah. you're, you, they created something that was perfect in time. Mm-hmm. Not perfect because I think there are issues with Christopher Reeve's Superman. Sure. And I think there were issues with Star Wars in general because sure. I remember watching episode four and thinking it's, it's kind of boring. Mm-hmm. Like it's kind of slow and meandering and kind of boring in a lot of respects and the fights aren't that good. And like, no. er, like there's a lot wrong, but there's something that it's perfect in time. Yes. That if you made gremlins today, people would say it was a piece of crap. Right. Or if you made Goonies today, it wouldn't work. Exactly. Because they're like, we'll get on a cell phone. The kids got a GPS chip. Like we'll find the kids. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, there, there are so many things that couldn't happen. And I think that star, those three star Wars movies were perfect in time. Yes. And, I don't think they'll ever be able to do what they did. No, no. Like you said, it was it. I hesitate to even use the word flash in the pan because they're still wildly successful. No, it was a fairy tale of that generation. Kind of like the Wizard of Oz was like the Wizard of Oz is uh, goofy and kind of. Right. But try to talk somebody down from. Yeah, it worked. It It just worked. worked. And like you said, I mean, the, the Christopher Reeve Superman was another example. You look back at it, you say, wow, you know, we're so used to seeing superheroes in a, in a the different... cellophane S? Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Batman 89 was... It was a piece of shit. No. Sorry. It was pe- I hated it then, and I hate it now. Oh, really? See, as a, as yeah. a 12-year-old, I loved it, you know. Um, but then you take, you know, when they try to, was it 20 years later, 25 years later, recreate Superman, essentially, and Superman 2 by making Superman Returns? Yeah, that was... And you know what? I really think that was, at least in my opinion, and I got to be careful talking about this because you, as of right now, you haven't seen X-Men yet. So I don't want to yeah, ruin. Yeah, I'm going tonight. Yeah, I know you are. So, and I saw it last night. Um, 
and I'm not giving him any spoilers at all. He I'm won't even tell, tell me whether he liked it or nope, not. Nope, I won't. And you're not friends with the people that I'm friends with on Facebook, so I don't That's think true. you can see my comments because <laughs> I commented <laughs> on somebody else's thing I want to talk. Anyway, um, I really think that Superman Returns and and Last Stand, X Men Last Stand, mm-hmm. was a pissing match between Warner Brothers and Marvel for the worst movie. For no, to get the movie out. Oh, because. Brian Singer was offered Superman. Yes. And he ditched X-Men. Yes, that's to right. To do that. Yeah, I remember So that. I really felt like they wanted Brett Radner to just put out an X-Men movie. Mm-hmm. They didn't care what it was, what it was about or how good it was. They just wanted to get it out before Superman. I'd heard that even like things were like even the script was changing that day. Right. They, they, w- yeah. they would actually go in that day and said, all right, we're, we're scrapping everything. And, and here's the new scene right now. Right. Um, um, with Last Stand, I'd heard that's what that's how yeah. fast they had been rushing that movie out. So and, and they're aware that they screwed that up yeah like james marston has said that he's really like he'd love to play cyclops again Mm -hmm. even though they don't want him back like they invited everybody else back but him so like he's like i really wish they hadn't killed me because i love the character and i'd love to do it again but i can't because they killed me and he was good in that role too, right but they're like we can't really fix this (laughs) like we killed you and gene really well yeah we can flash back but we're not bringing you back yeah so it kind of really sucks to kind of say all right well we you know so hopefully last class uh first class can fix that because we can have a cyclops in some way first class or do you mean x-men uh, well no no i'm saying that that no oh oh, you're saying class with the reboot days of future past the next one will be apocalypse So yeah. one would set in the 60s, one set in the 70s, maybe yeah. the one set in the 80s. We can see a Cyclops mm-hmm. and Gene come back and a different actors playing them, but we can have the characters yeah. back. So I, I really think those two movies were just a pissing match between mm-hmm. the two companies saying, we want to get our movie out first. And Singer was like, I want to do Superman, and I really like the Reeves one, so I'm just going to recreate that and yeah. do the land deal with Lex Luthor and have him try to blow stuff up. And yeah deliver the same lines and get an actor that looks like Christopher yeah. Reeve like they just so and that's I think that's the criticism that that um, Henry Cavill gets for his Superman it's like he's pretty damn close to Christopher Reeve he's pretty damn g- like that movie was good like I remember we saw it together mm-hmm. a bunch of us went together and I remember walking out of the theater going wow I really liked it like I thought they did a good job mm-hmm. and then I remember buying the DVD and watching it going eh wasn't that great? Yeah, I kind of. When you go back and you up. think about it, yeah, it. it ex- I had somebody else kind of said it just as well too. Said it was fun when you watched it the first time. It doesn't hold up so well. There's at, not at as review. much of a story. No. There's a lot of it. And and the confusing thing is they did the same kind of thing with Batman Begins. Yeah. Where it's like a lot of flashback, a lot of character building through the flashbacks. You know, a lot of action in the present, but it didn't work as well for Superman. So I, I don't know if they'll ever get out of his shadow. Like I don't, I don't know if anybody will ever get out of, you know, Ben Affleck. I think he can be a great. Ba- I liked. Everybody hates him as Daredevil. I loved him as Daredevil. Actually, I liked the movie too yeah. when it came out. I haven't seen it in a while, but he has that superhero look. He does. About him, well, he was Superman too. Like he played George. Reeves. Right. That's right. Yeah. yeah like yeah. he, he could definitely. I think he's got the acting. Like, he's a great actor. Mm-hmm. I really like him as an actor, no matter what you're going to Argo do. was great. I haven't seen that yet. Really? I got rid of HBO right when Argo came out, mm-hmm. but I'm getting it back now for True Blood next month. Um, I think he can pull off Batman. There's no doubt in my mind. I mm-hmm. really do. Um, I, I don't know if anybody on a solo Batman thing will be able to get out of Bale's shadow. 
Although yeah. the last movie kind of tarnished it a little bit. It wasn't as good. You know? But Reeves had Superman 4. Oh, so let's, yeah. let's, let's, <laughs> and, and Richard Pryor. <laughs> yeah, and 3. But, you know, and, and, and to go back to another... Uh, to to the Godfather, I mean, I look at the Batman, the the Nolan Batman trilogy as kind of the same as the Godfather trilogy. Yeah, you know, the first movies were groundbreaking; they were yeah. great. I mean, it was there have been a lot of good comic book movies. And sorry, just got interrupted. Somebody's no. coming to yeah. clean my room. Um, there were there were there have been lots of great comic. I mean, who can yeah. who can deny about how good you know Iron Man was and yeah. and, and and such. Um, but I feel like Batman Begins was really one of the first movies that was a great movie that happened to be about a comic book character. But I think the same thing for Dark Knight. And, but that's just, and then yeah. and then the Dark Knight upped it even more. And whether that was anticipation because of the Heath Ledger thing, mm-hmm. or just the fact that Heath Ledger was amazing as the, as the Joker, you know, there there are lots of different things there. But kind of like The Godfather, Godfather was groundbreaking. It was an amazing movie. The Godfather Two was even better. And whether that was because of De Niro or, or how they did the flashback scenes and such. And then in both cases, the third movie did it not. I, I felt like the third movie was the worst out of all three. Right. But you gave me a Robin. So I forgive a lot because it gave us a Robin. But they're not doing anything with it. But they gave. But they put an ending on it. Like I, I think I had this argument with somebody else. I don't know if I was on a podcast or not. But I was like, you know what? I'm still happy. They're like, well, Bruce Wayne shouldn't be happy. I'm like, but this isn't Bruce Wayne of DC Comics that has to live for 100 years because he's a character. This is Christopher Nolan's Bruce Wayne. That was established in the beginning that he didn't want to do this for his entire life. He didn't. So he he put the bookends Mm -hmm. on the film. So whether or not Bane really worked as a villain... You know, whether or not that whole plot line of them blowing up Gotham and the big plot holes of how the hell did he get back and all that yeah. stuff that, <laughs> yeah, the stuff that you have to just forgive yeah. is, I wonder how much of it was left on the cutting room floor, like right. that, that fixed those those plot holes and if we'll ever see that. But I think the, the movie is bookended, mm-hmm. you know, the trilogy of those three. Yeah. And there's an end point to it. And I like that end point where the character goes on and there's there's different paths. So I was happy with it. So... I don't really know because I hear that they're going to use stuff from the Nolan Batmans as jumping off points or not flashbacks, but use them as historical pieces like begins did happen. The Joker did happen in in the Superman world that were that they're building Mm -hmm. with with Ben Affleck. Yeah. And that's his past, and that's how he got to where so, he is. So they're basically pulling a page from the DC 52 playbook, which says that we're rebooting the everything, but the characters have been around for a while. So even though Batman's been around for five, only about five years at the relaunch, yeah, he has still had three Robins. Th- they're gonna they're gonna do something. I I don't know how they're I don't know like right, how, right. this is all speculation. This is 100. percent But they've said that they said the inspiration for this movie. Is the Dark Knight Returns? Yeah, and it's pretty obvious from the costume shot, right? And Affleck is clearly much older mm-hmm. than Henry Cavill. Yes. So that you know, and we knew from the beginning they were looking at uh, a wiser, more experienced. Right. Batman. So, so they're doing an older Batman. Yeah. So, 
it's clear he's been around a while and now he's taking stock in this in this new thing and they're mm-hmm. saying that this is Batman going after Superman. Like this is going to be yeah, I, it's all speculation. The, the, yeah. There's just there's no way. But it's uh, from what I hear and the things that I read and the people that I know and and this is aggravating everybody that Warner Brothers and I have it from a pretty good authority, at least I think to know this, at least at the time when I heard it, was TV is TV and movies is movies and never the twain shall meet. Like, they're not going to intersect. And that saddens me. It it does. It really does. But if The Flash does really well and they are doing a Justice League movie, can you leave The Flash and Green Arrow out of the Justice League movie? Because we know that Warner Brothers won't double up. Like, they won't have them on TV. and 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 I could see that with Green Arrow, but The Flash was a founding member. Yeah. Of the Justice League. And that's kind of, and even Batman wasn't or Superman. So there's an entire generation that grew up with the Justice League animated series. Yeah. And in that, you know, who were the characters of Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Martian Manhunter, Flash, Flash. John Stewart, Green Green Lantern, a a Green Lantern. Right. And Hawkgirl. Right. Or Hawkwoman, how I can't remember which one she was. Aquaman's dead to everybody. Yeah, exactly. You know, even in the movie. No, actually, no. They killed <laughs> Green Lantern's not in the movie. They put Aquaman in the movie, which I was really, I just uh, we just did a review on the site for, um, oh I can't remember the name of it now. I'm just gonna black out. I just handed you the movie Justice League Trapped in Time. Oh right. And yeah. um, Aquaman's in the movie and Green Lantern's not. So I yeah. I guess they're trying to push that property. Yeah, but I don't know why. Um, so I I don't know. I don't know what they're gonna do with this. I hope that. I hope that at some point the movies and the TV will cross. I think it could be only good for them yeah. because of what they're building there. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I guess, I guess we're going to – it's going to be a while before we find out. I think for me personally, I had, you know, great hopes that they were going to do that, use the TV, especially Arrow, as a jumping point because Arrow got phenomenally better in the second season. Yeah. Oh, no. A hundred percent. We've mean, talked a, about it on the podcast before. Right. Yeah. It's gotten it, it used to be the Arrow show because we would record on Wednesday nights and, and yeah. record a podcast after we watch mm-hmm. Arrow. And that's all we would talk about. Yeah. So, well, the problem, too, is that in the Flash trailer, they're talking about metahumans. Mm-hmm. So they're talking about building a metahuman world. Yes. So there's more people with powers. Yes. And Ferris aircraft uh, yes, is where they're where testing. They're doing the testing. And yeah. Ferris is in. So. We know that Green Lantern's going to live in that world. Right. Or and at least that the, the people from the Green right. Lantern world are in that same world. So whether Green Lantern actually shows up or not. But Ferris also lives in the Superman world because yes. she was in the Superman movie. Right. So I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how they're going to do it. I, I trust what they're doing because they're doing it well. They're doing TV better than Marvel is, although Marvel did get better at the end. S.H.I.E.L.D. did get better. Mm. I still get caught up on it, to be honest with you. It gets really good. Because I've been focused on Arrow. Those episodes after Cap get really, really good. That's what I'd heard. Yeah. So, you know, who knows? I guess I still, part of me still holds a hope that they're throwing a red herring out by saying that the two, the TV and the movie world for DC won't meet. I I think it's going to really depend on how well Flash does. Probably. I think that's going to have a big piece of it because, like I said, they won't double up. They, they don't like having two things in, in two places. So mm-hmm. even though Gotham's coming out, uh, Gotham surprises me, to be honest with you, but Batman's not going to be in Gotham. And it's a Fox show, too. Yeah. Which also surprises me. 
Fox bought the rights. Like they bought the rights. So, but that worries me because Ra's al Ghul is technically a Batman villain. But he's an and, Arrow. But he's an Arrow, and he's a big part of that. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of curious. I don't know. We yeah, there's, talk for there's a lot yeah. of overlap going yeah. on. So but we're at. I think we're at about an hour actually. Okay. Yeah. So why don't we wrap? I want to thank everybody for listening. Um, remember to support the site. Go to cashescorner.com and you know click on all links to help us get to San Diego. Bill and I are trying to get to San Diego. I'm getting to San Diego. we got to get Bill to San Diego. So please go to Amazon through our site. Click on the banner. So for myself and John, I want to say thank you everybody for listening, and we'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.